Welcome to this special two-part video series where you get to look over my shoulder and watch me buy and sell this house in Grand Junction, Colorado using creative financing. My goal with this video series is to show you step-by-step -step exactly how I did this deal virtually without ever seeing the property in person. Now, if you're new here, I'm Jerry Norton. I make millions of dollars a year wholesaling and flipping houses. And here on my YouTube channel, I show you how to do the same. So if you wanna be a flipping genius like me and live your dream life, subscribe to my channel and watch my videos. On this part one video, I'm gonna show you how I acquired this house using a creative financing strategy called Subject 2. And then on the part two video, how I immediately turned around and flipped it using another creative financing strategy called a wraparound mortgage. All right, let's get to work. This deal was brought to me by one of my mentor students, Spencer Stradling from Phoenix, Arizona. Now, Spencer is amazing. When I first met him, he was barely scraping by as a handyman, and now he's earning six figures wholesaling houses. He's put in the work and he's paid his dues, but if you'd like to learn how to create a thriving real estate business and kill it like Spencer, check out my mentor program. Go to FastTrackWithJerry.com. So about five to six weeks ago, Spencer sent me the following text on Friday, January 20th. It said, good morning, Jerry. Hope you and your family are doing well. I've got an emergency sub two deal in Colorado. I had a private lender lined up and he had to back out last minute due to family issues. It's a pre-foreclosure with a hard deadline to close before this Tuesday, January 24th. I'll send the numbers in the next text. Need 35,000 and can't find a hard money lender that will fund less than 50,000. Do you know anyone who can help me fund that fast? So I responded to Spencer, tell me all the numbers of the deal. Spencer replied with a concise bullet point breakdown of the whole deal, including his exit strategy, which I'll cover in detail in the part two video, but it was clear to me that he had done his homework. Now I asked a few more questions and instantly loved the deal, so I texted Spencer back the following. I would pay you a 10K wholesale fee for it. He replied, any way you could go to 15K. Now my reply was, just for you, seriously proud of you getting this deal. And that was it. I bought this deal three days later on Monday. So what made this a good deal? Why was I willing to pay Spencer a $15,000 wholesale fee? What were all of the moving parts involved and how did we pull this deal off in three days? Well, first of all, this was a pre-foreclosure lead that came from a Google ad. Now this type of marketing is called pay-per-click or PPC. PPC leads are more expensive but are typically hot leads because a distressed seller is responding to an online ad and reaching out to you instead of you reaching out to them, so they tend to be more motivated. Just so you know, Spencer spends about $150 per lead using PPC, which is a little expensive, but he's converting about one in 10 leads, which is phenomenal. Now, if you wanna learn more about PPC, I did a video that breaks it down in detail. I'll put the link to that video in the description below and you can watch it later. Now, this deal was no exception. The seller was extremely motivated. He had lost his job, stopped making his loan payments, and the bank had started the foreclosure process. Now, he called Spencer two weeks before the date of the foreclosure auction. Remember, I got involved three days before the foreclosure date. Had I not bought the property on the 24th, the owner would have lost the property, gotten zero from it, and would have had a foreclosure on his record. Not only did we prevent foreclosure, but we also put some cash in his pocket at closing too. Now this property had a lot of equity and I ended up reselling the property for a lot more after I bought it 
which again, I'll cover in video part two. But a common question I get asked is, if there was a lot of equity, why didn't the seller just sell the property on his own, pay off the bank and pocket all his equity? Great question. That seems like the logical thing to do, but that's like asking, why did this lady ride an electric scooter down the freeway? <laughs> this literally happened the other day here in San Juan. The answer is, I have no idea. People do weird things. Actually, I do have an idea. What typically happens with someone in pre-foreclosure is it's very stressful. They're going through a hard time and often they're in denial about what's going on and they think it's all gonna work out somehow. Now I call this the ostrich effect. They stick their head in the sand like an ostrich. They don't deal with the issue while there's still time. And then at the 11th hour, right before they're gonna lose the property, reality sets in and they call someone like Spencer desperate for help. Now, this is very common with pre-foreclosure leads. That's why the very first thing I ask a pre-foreclosure lead is when is the foreclosure auction date so I know what time frame I'm up against and most of the time it's right about to happen. Now, fortunately, we were able to get everything done and bring the loan back in good standing prior to the auction and we didn't need to get the bank to postpone the auction. By the way, that reminds me, if you'd like to get a list of pre-foreclosure leads in your market for free, be sure to check out PropWire. Now, PropWire is the largest database of motivated seller leads with over 150 million leads nationwide. Best of all, you can search and download as many leads as you want. To do your first search, just go to joinpropwire.com. So now that you have a little context, let's talk about how I structured the deal using creative financing. When a motivated seller has an existing loan in place, the best creative strategy is to buy the property subject to the existing loan. For sure, we call this strategy subject to or sub to. But simply subject to is when you take over the seller's existing loan. Now notice I said take over. I'm not assuming the seller's loan, I'm just taking over responsibility for it. The loan actually stays in the seller's name. Now if you're new to subject to, you probably have questions. I'm not gonna go into detail about all the ins and outs, but I did do a video that breaks it down in detail. I'll put the link to that video in the description below and you can watch it later. Now on this deal, the seller had a loan balance of approximately 131,000 with a 5.25% fixed interest rate. Now the reason why subject two is such a power move is because you don't have to come up with new capital to pay off the existing capital. If you think about it, it's not very smart to take out existing debt with new debt when you can just take over the existing debt, especially when the existing debt is cheap, like in this case. So you may be wondering, how do you pitch subject two to a seller? Well, with this pre-foreclosure seller, it was pretty easy. It went something like this. Mr. Seller, there are only a few days left before you lose your property to foreclosure and walk away with nothing. I will do everything in my power to prevent that from happening. If you would agree to let me take over your loan, bring it back in good standing with the bank and assume full responsibility for the property, I can save you from foreclosure and maybe even put some cash in your pocket. How does that sound? Now, given the seller situation, that sounded great. So Spencer and the seller executed a subject to purchase and sale agreement. And don't worry, I'll give you all the subject to paperwork you need for free. Stay to the end of this video and I'll show you how. So not only was it awesome that the seller was willing to let us take over his existing loan, and not only was it awesome that the interest rate was fixed at 5.25, but the property also had a lot of equity. The current as-is market value was 240,000. That means there was around $110,000 in equity, which is pretty cool since a lot of subject to deals have little to no equity. Now let's talk about the numbers to put this deal together. Like I said, since the property had a lot of equity, 
we wanted to get the seller some cash at closing. We often call this cash for keys, or sometimes we call this the seller's walkaway fee. As I mentioned, with some subject to deals, there's little to no equity in the deal, so there's no room to pay the seller any cash at closing. But personally, I always try to get the seller at least $5,000. Getting the seller some cash at closing will not only help him with his next move in life, but he'll be motivated to see the deal to the finish line. On this deal, since there was a lot of equity, Spencer agreed to give him $15,000 cash at closing. So if you add the $15,000 to the loan balance of $131,000, the purchase price was approximately $146,000. But that's not the only cash needed to get the deal done. Remember, the seller is behind on payments. This is called arrears, and the amount of money for back payments and legal fees and other fees to bring the loan back in good standing and prevent the foreclosure is what is called the reinstatement fee. Now on this deal, there was like nine months of back payments plus legal fees and other fees for a total of around $13,000 that had to be paid in cash at closing before the auction date. And then don't forget, I agreed to pay Spencer a $15,000 wholesale fee. And on top of all of that, I had about $2,600 in closing fees and property taxes that were owed. So if you take a look at my closing statement when I bought this house, you'll see all of these numbers. The purchase price right here is $145,942. I took over the existing loan of $130,942, which means the seller would have made $15,000, but there was a $946 HOA fee that he didn't disclose to us, so we made him pay that from his proceeds, so he ended up walking away with $14,053.99. So after paying the seller, paying all of these closing fees right here, which came to approximately $2,600, and after paying Spencer a $15,000 wholesale fee, and after paying the $13,148 reinstatement fee, my total cash outlay, or what we call entry fee, came to $45,916, which means my total cost to buy this house was $176,858. It's very important you understand this. All said and done, out the door to do this deal in round numbers, I bought this house subject to for $131,000, and paid a $46,000 entry fee to put the deal together for a total of $177,000 on a house with a current as-is value of $240,000, leaving me about $63,000 in equity. Now, I want to stop and point out something. Originally, Spencer was planning to keep this deal. He only needed $31,000 as an entry fee, and he was planning on borrowing the $31,000 from private money, which would have made this a zero out-of-pocket deal for Spencer. But his private money lender fell through at the last second, which is why he brought the deal to me, and that's my point. I was willing to pay Spencer $15,000 for his deal. You can wholesale sub two deals for a premium, which is why every wholesaler should learn subject two and creative financing. To help you, be sure to get my comprehensive creative financing guide. I'll give it to you for free. Just go to creativefinancinghacks.com. Now, before we go to video two, where I cover my exit and how I flipped this house using a wraparound mortgage, let me show you some of the mechanics and paperwork used to do this subject to deal. But honestly, I wasn't directly involved at all with any of this. What I care most about is the numbers, not the paperwork. I'm a rainmaker, a deal maker, not a pencil pusher. I let someone way smarter than me handle that. I have a transaction coordinator or TC that is a creative financing specialist and I let them work with the seller, title, the lender, the county, and everyone involved 
to get the transaction to the finish line while I go work on another deal. By the way, if you want to use my TC for your deals, I'll put a link in the description below. For me, once I understand the numbers and I get a seller to agree to subject to and I put the deal together, I literally hand off the deal to my TC to handle the paperwork and closing. But since I know we have some type A analytical people watching this video and it is good to understand what's involved, I'll briefly explain the paperwork side. Once a seller agrees to subject two, the very first thing you want to ask is for a copy of their most recent bank statement. That will show you who is on the loan, the balance owed, the interest rate, the fees owed, etc. Next, we need to get the seller to sign an authorization to release information form. Now, this will allow you to contact and talk directly to the lender. In the state of Colorado, the reinstatement and postponement of foreclosure is handled by the county treasurer and the county treasurer hires an attorney. Now, another important document is the limited power of attorney. This gives you permission to handle taking over the loan, such as changing how payments are made, insurance, paying property taxes, HOA, etc. Again, another reason to let my TC handle all of the ins and outs, but for all of you do-it-yourselfers, I'll give you my entire subject to contract pack for free. This includes my subject to purchase and sale agreement and my subject to assignment contract as well and all of the other forms needed. If you want that, I'll put the download link in the description below for you. All I ask is you leave a comment and say, thank you, Jerry, you are a flipping genius. Okay, so what makes this subject to a good deal? Well, so far, nothing. You see, what makes a good deal is a good exit, which we haven't covered yet. Never forget, a deal is only as good as its exit. It's the exit strategy that dictates how good a deal is. Now, I could keep it as a rental and earn cash flow. I could flip it and make about $50,000 because I have equity, but I didn't do either of those. Instead, I sold it to a retail buyer on seller financing using what's called a wraparound mortgage. So this is a video you don't wanna miss. You can watch it right now. Just click on the next video right here. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel and I'll see you on the next video.